warning. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant gurus. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Little Experience. We're all misunderstood. They say we stand for nothing and there's no way we ever could. Six minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show from the broadcast plaza and teleport and home studios all across our home state of Sweet Home, Alabama. Speedy and I are here along with Stretch, uh, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, uh, all from their homes and also from his home. Uh, looks like he's returned to the broadcast closet is Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here. What an honor and privilege it is to get through this pandemic with all of you. All right, lots of calls standing by, and we'll kind of purge those a little bit. Then we can, you know, we, we can cover other things out there. There's, there's, other, but we, we're now in the mode of the states are all going into different uh, game plans. Uh, we still would like to. We have a call into one mayor, but if you are a mayor, and you can be anonymous if you want to, we're we're still trying to figure out. If, if the governor says these are the rules for your given state and then a mayor says I'm doing more than that or less than that, what does the mayor supersede in his area of jurisdiction? Can he make his own rules? And uh, so the, the city governments, I'm a little gray how that all plays out. Uh, and if you're a mayor and you'd like to clarify that or work for a mayor's office, we'd love to. You don't have to say who you are, where you're from. That's fine. Uh, we continue. Uh, let's go to um, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Thanks, buddy. Hey, I just wanted to say, um, to me, when I was reading up on Facebook, and you can't believe everything on Facebook, but I was reading <laughs> and, and some of the stuff about the Birmingham mayor saying that it's going to be an ordinance about everybody must wear a mask. If you look in the background of the uh, of the pictures and stuff, there are people in there without a mask on. So. Sure. Who do the rules apply to? Yeah. Well, it goes back, Jeffrey. You're all over it, and Bubba, have one on. and Bubba Better said have it. it on. And I've been, you know, we've all done it as dads and whatever. Or, you know, hopefully, you haven't done it. Often is you say one thing and do another, and if you say one thing and do another, nobody follows you. They have no respect for you. Uh, and and so and and people look and say, well, this must not be as important as this person says because they're not doing it. You know, it goes back to what is truth, what you actually do, not what you say. Uh, Rick, just just like Tom Hanks' wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, she used the common malaria drug to help get over COVID nineteen. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. It was prescribed to her; it worked. She got better, and then she comes out and is critical of the drug. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, and you know this has disappeared because it became Trump's drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're holding a story today, and I am too, from the Daily Mail, DailyMail dot com. U.S. doctors claim that Trump's I don't know how it became Trump's controversial hydroxychloroquine drug does, and they capitalized the word does, help 91% of coronavirus patients. And, and, and it, Rick, I think some of the, I feel very 91% U.S. doctors. Yeah, I, I feel very confident some of the people who are getting up, even being critical of this drug, has already taken it. Yeah. No, you <laughs> may be right. right. They said that they, they, they have data on 2,333 coronavirus patients, and it shows the drug, the drug helped 91% of them recover. And they say they don't know why we're waiting for, and they're putting in quotes, controlled trials. They said, we, 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 we have, we, we're doing it. Uh, y'all, and Trump, look, y'all, 
It's not Trump's drug. You know, know, it ain't Trump's drug. You know how he speaks, okay? He speaks New York cab driver, Mm -hmm. and you have to understand it that way. It's not that odd. We know a lot of people that speak that way. I speak that way to some degree. And he said, he said, if people are dying, why not give it a chance? If this drug is somehow tied to help people, it's been prescribed, it's safe. Now, there's some side effects if you have heart issues. Like every drug, aspirin has side effects, okay? you that, That's a given for adults, which is lost in a lot of this. He said, give it a shot. What will it hurt? Well, okay, people did, and some people got better right. and shortened the time. That's not Trump's drug. And if you like that idea, it doesn't mean you support Donald Trump, no. okay? Well, if you want to well, understand Trump better, you, some people may not understand your New York analogy. Think Greg Burgess. Think out, he thinks out loud. You know, yeah. Greg, Greg might be saying, you know, we got this coronavirus thing going out there and they got that, uh, you know, the hydroxychloroquine. Of course, I don't know why you wouldn't try it if he's dying. I mean, that's that's how he does it. It's the same thing. I don't know why you got them shoes on. I mean, sure, they look stupid. But, you know, I mean, he's just like that. He he talks like Greg. He's thinking. You know, he talks a lot, a lot of it. He's, I mean, he's thinking you know, out when loud. Pence, when you, you even made uh, reference, when Pence gets up, he's a much more polished yeah, speaker. Of course, he he's been doing this a long time. Of course, he's not wearing but a mask, just, but yeah. It, yeah, it's just Trump style. So you yeah. just you have to understand that. And look, again, I want to be very clear. If you're an a, adult and you somehow think that drinking Clorox gets rid of COVID-19 because you think the president said that or somebody told you the president said that, you are a moron. Let's go to let's go to Junior Yes in Alabama. Junior, go ahead. Welcome. Or JR, whichever one this means. Does it mean JR? Yeah. Uh how y'all folks doing up there? We're good, man. Go right We're ahead. Good, sir, how about you? Look here, I, I was just thinking though, you're talking about the, the governor and the mayor who's got the authority, but we've got a United States constitution and ever and every state's got their own constitution. You'd think that would kinda of follow the order tell you know, who's got the authority on something like this, wouldn't you? Well, maybe it does. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Georgia. Jeff, what, do you know? Jeff, go ahead. Jeff in Georgia. Yes, sir. Did you hear me? Barely. Barely hear you. Try, out. Try it in again. Out. Okay, I just wanted to say that locally here, when, uh, when Governor Kemp put in his order, it specifically said, but it superseded any local ordinance. All right, so in, in, in the state of Georgia, he said the governor put in, but but the, just because the governor says it, I guess he said in their language it says that what the governor is handing down supersedes what local officials are doing in Georgia. He said it's it's laid out pretty clear. Um, yeah, I know, Rick, just in uh, normal legislative stuff, we have seen the the state legislature tie the hands or override local councils when they try to do things so you know they usually have a lawsuit and the state usually wins but uh so i you know i i think you always have that there's a conflict i mean our our, our government is a little complicated federal state state local i mean yeah. it, it it gets a little complicated anonymous in birmingham go ahead hey Anon- yes yeah go ahead good morning guys hey man hey so i'm just a local law enforcement here in birmingham uh, I don't really have the answer to the question you guys are asking about, you know, what uh, jurisdiction municipal has uh, for what KIV is doing. Um, but I would like to say that whatever is pushed down to me in particular, uh, I will not be enforcing any COVID laws that the municipal 
so, uh, pushes down. To, uh, so so that, that would be the do, day. That, do you that have that, that option? Would... Is that an option for you, or is this just something you've decided to do? Uh, it, the stay-at-home stuff is definitely an option to local law enforcement. Um, but as far as, like, enforcing masks and stuff like that, that has not been pushed down to my agency. Um, but if it ever was, that's not something that it, I would enforce. You're saying you personally wouldn't do it whether it was handed to you or not? No. If I if my hand was, was pushed to enforcing something like that, that would be the day that um, I would find a new agency that wasn't uh, touching those lines. All right, let me let me ask you this, okay? Thank you for calling, by the way, because this is very intriguing, and it's a great civics lesson that none of us had in eighth grade. Um, if you if you were told by your boss, you got a on the radio, whatever, we got a barber shop down on so and so, and they're open, and they're supposed to be closed. Go down there and close them up, or find them. What would you do? I would not be responding to that call. Okay, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, and I, I've heard I've heard others say the same thing because you guys feel like you know this is taken away from the real issues, and you also understand and have empathy for people that and 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 I'm really moving into this zone full blown now. Unfairly, are being forced to be closed because they could operate in the environments just like the places that have been deemed essential and now have been allowed to open. They could open and operate under the exact same guidelines, and they're not being allowed to, and that's wrong. And you're going to see – I think it's time you're going to see a much bigger pushback from businesses because they've been watching, and now they have more information. You know, the data changes everything. And they realize, I've watched other businesses operate with safety standards. We could as well, and we're being denied that opportunity, and that is is not even-handed. And you're gonna you're gonna see issues. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Eight six six. We be big. Thank you for being with us. Wednesday Bible study back today. We finish uh, the, the walk through the Gospel of John after 33 weeks of walking through that, and we finish the final chapter today. Don't miss that uh, live at noon on our YouTube channel. It'll be archived soon after, and links will be available on our Rick and Bubba social media platforms. Uh, if you want to go back through the rest of the Gospel of John that you missed, you can find that on playlist uh, on our YouTube channel or at BurgessMinistries.com by clicking on uh, the listen button. All right, so um, as, as we come back, we, we have all sorts of questions that are out there concerning what's, what's going on. So if you if, – it's, it sounds like to me what I can't understand with all the different states doing all the different things. I guess I'm not understanding why businesses just can't all open following the same slow open that they're letting – you know, randomly other businesses do, you know, if you go retail is open at 50% occupancy, some, some States are saying 25%. Well then why can't the <coughs> hair salon and why can't the nail salon, uh, wear mask and open up at 50% occupancy or 25%, whatever's been mandated. I will tell you this. If I was a nail salon right now, I would declare racism arbitrary. I'd use the word arbitrary and racism in one sentence. I would say this is oh, yeah. arbitrary racism, and the reason why y'all won't let us open is y'all are blaming us for the virus because we're Asian. 
That's what I would do. That'd be the first thing I would do, and I'd be open by Friday. Uh, and and I would use the term arbitrary racism because those two words scare people to death. And 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 then I would start saying this is an anti-Asian movement, and that's the reason why y'all blame us. We're from Vietnam. We're not even from China. I, I would be. I would do an entire presentation, and I would terrify. Uh, the government officials to the point that they would beg me to open. They would say they'd want me to open Thursday. And I say I'm waiting till Friday. I'm gonna let you bake one more day. <laughs> and um, so it, mm. Bubba, we do have an issue with that arbitrary word. All kidding aside, how come? I, so the grocery store can open, but the retail place can't. And in the and I have just as much room as the grocery store. Okay, the liquor store can open. But my barber shop can't. But I could practice the same safety standards. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't even mind the hey, we're we're slowing the occupancy. Uh, restaurants are saying we can move our tables. We can do everything you've asked us to do. Why can't we open? Why can't people make the choice to sit down and come in here and wear a mask? Why can't they do that? Why can't people quarantine themselves that are at higher risk? Undoubtedly, we don't think our 76-year-old governor who's fought cancer is at high risk. I don't understand that in our state. We seem to be throwing her around very recklessly. But but I, I don't understand why the economy cannot just open under guidelines why we're arbitrarily picking winners and losers. I, that that, does, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it's any sense. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. And there's Rick. no reason for the beaches to be closed. And, I, and Look, I, see, I, I see the beaches are opening now. There's no yeah. reason for a beach to be shut down. None. Well, here's the thing, uh, too. I think uh, I think just common sense with a lot of us would be, well, you know, this business is a little more hands-on than this business. Eh, I don't know if I want to be in there or not, but shouldn't I make that decision? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Again, I, I think we have we're, we're going to have to rely on a little common sense and let the idiots fall where they may in some of this. Um, you know, that's how you keep you know, idiots from multiplying and, you know, you yeah, know, my speech right, on that. Right. I won't go into that today. I don't have time for the email. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I really think as a citizen, I should be able to decide where I think that I'm safe or not in some of this stuff. And if I don't want to go get my hair cut, I don't go get my hair cut. If I don't want to, uh, go get to, you know, my wife, get her nails done or whatever they do, uh, do that. Or if I want to go to, to Lowe's and pick up tomato plants to, to plant, uh, um, yeah. Rick, I, sadly, you know, it, it, I, I, and I hate to be this way. Okay. Can I underline? I hate to say this, mm -hmm. but I would like to think that, uh, all leadership is pure of heart in what they're doing. God bless you. But if you, if you look, if you look on the, the very local level at the tax revenue that comes from Lowe's from Walmart and the liquor store versus what comes from the nail salon and the barbershop. I think you have a better idea of why they're open. Yeah, you, you always want to follow the money. There's there's no question about that. And 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 if it, it is and the thing essential it keeps being tossed around, just like we know that the meat packing plants are having an issue, undoubtedly the mask and everything is not enough there because people are getting sick because of the way they have to operate. Well the the president, not the governor, not the not not the mayor, has said we cannot break the supply of meat. I'm sorry, we we can't. I'm I'm demand. I'm I'm mandating that you must continue to provide meat. Well, I understand that. I can follow that logic. You don't want to run on meat. You don't want to, you know people food. But what we have to understand is for you know uh, the restaurant entrepreneur 
his livelihood or her livelihood, the salon, his or her livelihood, all of these other businesses for their income, like the guy we interviewed who's trying to be a good citizen and keeps being told by his state and local government, man, don't make us come get you. Give it, give it a little more time. We're about to open up. And then he hears again, still can't open, still can't open. Th- those people, their livelihood and our economy is essential. Hey, li- livelihood and economy are also equally essential. And so we're willing to take risk for essential things. Always have, always will. Who declared the economy and people's livelihood to ever be non-essential? And like if I want to sit there on the corner and have Rick spiral dogs, and I don't want to adjust to curbside service, and I don't want to adjust to drive through, and I just tried to stay open, and people said, Rick, i got to tell you, your, your tables are a little tight for me. I'm not going to eat your hot dogs anymore because I'm not going to take that risk. Then I would have gone out of business. I would have either adjusted to curbside and drive through and try to survive, or I would have gone under. It's not the role of the government to decide that for me or for the people. And we've let this go on, and we've got to say it's enough. That that may have been our first mistake. We've, uh, you know, I think so many people trying to work together and trying to follow leadership. Uh, we have we've let slowly but surely our individual rights slip away to a point that we don't even realize it anymore. And, and, that's and I, right. I'm probably guilty of that too. And, and, and what's wrong with that is, is some government official is sitting in a mansion somewhere, everybody waiting on them hand and foot and they're biting their fingernails going, but what's going to happen to me politically? <clears throat> well, yeah, I can really wait thing. You know how, you know how I can wait something out longer than you. If I've got food, water, and comfort, I can wait it out a lot longer than you can. Back to the same storm, completely different I, boats. Ba- I, I Babylon, would... Babylon B uh, loved. They, they said that, that that all the people of Hollywood lined up their yachts to spell out "We're with you," yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know what I mean. I think it. I think it would show great leadership uh, at the top of governors and mayors and a lot of other people if they would not take any income until every business is back open. How about this? Do the right thing, whether it costs you the next election or not. There's a concept. Uh, we'll come I'd back. also I'd also give your advisors a good look. See, you might want to edit that list a little yeah. bit. Bottom of the hour, more Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. A rough cut phone troll. All well, we got one line available if you want to get in. We got nine of the ten engaged uh, there goes 10 so they're all full and we'll row through these rough cut meaning there will be no timeouts at the end of 30 seconds the buzzer will sound your time on the program will come to a close we'll get to the next caller and again no timeout so helms and bubby i don't have to worry about that we'll row through them as quick as we can uh we will start with john in indiana john you got 30 seconds on the rough cut go right ahead how are you hey guys big fan i was born and raised in Chilton county but uh my my question was, you know, at what point does the church say enough is enough uh, with this, you know, meeting virtually and go to uh, actually bucking against the government and meeting in person again? Because as a body of believers, this can't go on forever. We have to be able to get together and, and worship. Well, you, you look at Scripture and you look at Romans 13 and you see how it's laid up. We are supposed to be law-abiding citizens unless a law is passed that is in conflict 
with, uh, you know, who God is and his standards for us. I don't know that you can make the case right now that the, the government is asking the church to violate or to take away their freedom of religion and freedom of worship or gathering together as the Bible, you know, calls us to do because people are able to do it virtually. Uh, on virtually and uh, with technology. I know there's some smaller churches that can, and some of them are still meeting, by the way. Um, I don't know that the church is being persecuted by the government to the point that you would say we can no longer follow this law yet. Bubba, you agree or disagree with that? Fair, but I, I would ask this question. Aren't we also supposed to gather corporately to worship? We are, yeah. And that, that was the part. Uh, that is something that we are told to do. As a matter of fact, we – we got our hand slapped a little bit by the writer of Hebrews of of saying, "Hey, why, why some of y'all are not doing this anymore?" Uh, well, I, yeah. here's the thing, and I, I said this earlier to several of the pastors who had brought it up, and you know, they, I said, "Look, I, I'm good with you know, if your building's on fire, you don't meet. If there's a tornado coming, you take cover. Uh, a pandemic is down the same alley. It's just a little different. It's a different. It takes a little longer." I've, I'm justified with not meeting for a period of time. Yeah. And, but I think, I think we're about to get there. Yeah. And we're, we're going to have to say enough. I, I may, I'm, you know, I was good to the end of this. I'm getting a little antsy about it now, but I look again, if, if the government says you can meet, you still don't have to meet. If you don't think it's a good idea, maybe that should be handled by pastors and congregations, not the, not the government. You know, that kind of gets back to who's making the choice. We're, we all want the same thing, but who's, whose edict are we going by? Is, is it our freedom and to choose, or is it yeah. somebody at City Hall or the governor's office or somebody in D.C.? Yeah. So I personally, and everybody may feel a little bit different, I, I'm good with giving this to maybe May 15th on church meetings. After that, I think we're going to have to make our own decision. I'm going I'm to say enough. Yeah, we, and this too, that one thing that can't happen is back to that arbitrary thing again. You can't tell the church that they can't do what you're allowing somebody else to do because then you are violating the constitutional right. And we had a church say, no, 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 if you let people do curbside, then we can do curbside worship in our parking lot with people spaced out. We can do that. You can't ticket us and not ticket somebody else. That you can't do. Because now you're now you're 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 taking the church and treating it differently. And I agree with you. I believe just what I said a minute ago. Now some churches have different situations because they do multiple services and every service is full. So for them it's different. But a lot of churches could simply take the social distancing and the guidelines, and simply meet, and then you come if you want to, and don't come if you don't want to. Right. But you go, or if you can't get in, I mean that—that's yeah. the other problem you're going to run into. If you have a pastor say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna separate, and we're gonna mark off, or however they do it, however they want to do it," and then you got people who can't get in, what are you going to do? So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I say, this is the first pandemic for all of us, so uh, we're all learning. But I'm I'm drifting back over to the. Uh, yeah, to the Liberty line. These are decisions. Too. These are decisions that need to be made by the private individuals, not by the government. And, and to, to the point of what you read, because I always get these emails too. people say, well, you're supposed to be a good citizen. You're supposed to follow the law. And you guys are saying this or saying that, and you're not, you're not getting in line with the government. If we lived under Caesar, we would have to get in line with the government because we would have no choice. But in America, we have a choice. We have the right to redress our government. That means disagree yep. and take them to task on what they're doing. 
That is a right we have, and we should not give that up. And it does not conflict with the teachings of the Bible to do that. No, and even and even if you get to the Caesar or the Nebuchadnezzar, uh, uh, tyrannical, I have all power. We still have people who said you have that power until you tell me to do something that's in conflict right. with with what God told me to do, and that's why people got killed under Nero, and it's why uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got tossed in the furnace because they would not do what the law was because it blasphemed God. Right, and uh, and so and, and at that point we're supposed to wild. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, we continue. Let's go to Larry in Birmingham. Thirty seconds, Larry. Go ahead. Yeah, guys, I, I listen to you guys all the time, and uh, thank you everything. Thank you. I really appreciate what you guys do. But uh, I have a question. I hear you talk about all this stuff opening up and everything, but you guys aren't together yet. When's that happening? It's supposed to happen Monday. And again, everybody on the staff, if anybody has any objection to that or they think they're being put at unnecessary risk, they certainly don't have to come in. Uh, but we are uh, all getting back together here in the studio, barring something happening on monday roger that now the other thing i had a question was uh if i have my time here i'm sorry it's a rough Uh-oh. cut doggone Ooh, it doggone uh, it let's go to uh brett in huntsville 100.3 the river brett go ahead 30 seconds hey guys uh you know I-, I was listening to another talk show yesterday and i think the guy's name is scott cook he's a pastor there in birmingham and they are suing the, the, the government right now over uh, over the church not being able to meet. And the other thing is is that in, in regard to the mask, there's already a state law on the books prohibiting the wearing of masks that was enacted for the during the KKK. So is that uh, ordinance going to supersede state law? Well, that's a good – I hope nobody finds that. If they point that – wait a minute. I thought y'all did a no-mask law. Are we back on masks now? Yeah, that's a good point. Mike in Tennessee. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, you're going to see a bunch of lawsuits and from a bunch of different things. Now, good luck, but yeah. you're going to see that. Oh, yeah. Mike in Tennessee. Mike, go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, in Tennessee, you know, I've got two daughters that are hair, work at hair salons, but they rent their booths. So they can't collect unemployment, uh, and they can't uh, get any of the small business stuff, money to help them, and they're told that they can't work. It's like they're just getting screwed three ways to Sunday there. I'm just a truck driver, so I'm still making a check. But uh, thank God. But imagine that, the government overreaches. No, you're right. I I have friends that are in the hair business, and they're saying, I don't think y'all understand how our business operates. Mm -hmm. Y'all have destroyed us. Mm -hmm. They they have no way out. They're boxed in right Right. now. Yeah, nail salons are the same way. you, You get desperate. You yeah. get very desperate, and I, I feel for them in this. Robert in Alabama. Robert, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yes, sir. If we've learned one thing in the last three and a half years, you can't trust our government. They've gone after Trump from the beginning. I think they're using this. We don't wear a mask. We don't act like this in the normal seasonal flu. They just need to open everything back up. If you're not comfortable with it, don't go out in it. They just need to open it back up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to agree with you completely because once politics and money gets involved, science is over, and there's all kinds of games being played with COVID-19, and it's so hard to figure out who's doing what. You, you need to get back to the point that you just said where people make decisions for themselves. And, and we, we better get it get this blueprint figured out because, I, guys, I fear this won't be the last time we'll have to deal with this in our lifetime because uh, if this was naturally occurring or if it was uh, an accident in the lab, 
trust me, the bad guys are taking note. They, yep. This did more damage than tearing down buildings. Yeah, the uncomfortable. So we're we're, yeah. we're going to have people out out cooking up all kind of viruses. So we better figure out a way to to get through all this. Uh, even before a vaccine comes out, because we we very likely will have to do this again. The data is showing us a lot more people had it than we thought. About 80% didn't hardly even knew they had it. Then we had people that got sick but didn't die, and then we had a tiny percentage that it killed. And you look back at the, the H1N1, and you're seeing very similar numbers, very similar people, not as contagious H1N1, but this is contagious, contagious, but it doesn't appear to be any more dangerous. Uh, and so this whole shutdown is was likely, and we didn't know, no problem there, wasn't yeah. likely necessary uh, at the cost that it, that it came at. Because it, it's, it's come at an incredible cost to the economy and people's livelihood. And it's okay to say, I think we've done enough. Everybody be careful and, uh, and good luck to you. Make wise decisions and let's go back. Yeah, I don't blame anybody to begin with, Trump. I don't blame de Blasio. I don't blame Cuomo because we didn't know. We didn't know. We thought this could be the Black Plague coming again. But it's not. We know it's not. We can work. We can deal with it. Yeah, and now politics are involved. You know what you always have to do with this kind of stuff? Watch who wants it to extend and watch who wants it to open and then think, all right, and these two groups, which, which group of people am I normally with? Yeah, what and, kind of stories do you think are running on CNN <laughs> oh, endless right oh, now? Oh, end of time, you know, Trump's fall. Coming back, yeah, coming uh, back. Trump's Rick drugs. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes oh, to the top of the hour. We're Rick and Bubba, so uh, we'll move off COVID and different states and cities and ordinances and jimmy jam for a little while i know a lot of you still on the on the calls we'll get to some others but i do want to tell you in our state bubba because there's a lot of concern about you know cities trying to go even further than the state is going uh state attorney uh, general steve marshall actually said yesterday he's warning alabama cities not to stray from the state constitution when they attempt to pass stricter regulations than the governor's office uh, with her new coronavirus order. So they will be watching for city oversteps that violate the state's constitution. So uh, he says they will pay attention to that. Uh, well, let me ask you this. That, that's interesting because, you know, William Barr said the same thing basically yes, he did. with the state. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, does, uh, does our attorney general, does he think that the governor has overstepped the bounds of our constitution? Did he address that? It does not say that here. No. Um, I mean, I'm just wondering, I'm not saying yeah. she did, but no, I'm I, just wondering if he commented on it. All he said is she said what she said and cities need to be careful about trying to go further than that. And if, and if it violates the state constitution, but I, you, you asked a good point. Well, and I'm going back to this thing back and forth about the churches and not bar tried to talk about it too. I certainly am fine with churches using technology to not put people at risk, and, yeah. and some of them do a tremendous job. However, does the federal government have the authority to tell churches what they can and can't do? I don't know that they do. But anyway, uh, I, don't, I don't think they do. So, but everybody's just— That, uh, that is the ultimate separation of church and state. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not—it may be an overstep, and the church is just being nice right now. In some places. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've seen some pastors that have just lost their minds about it, but but I mean, 
I, I, don't, I don't think the federal government can tell the church what to do and not do. So, uh, so anyway, all right, a um, couple of uh, – we, we got to get into our Joe Biden stuff. Uh, uh, Chuck Graham, state oh, senator is here. This Chuck, guy. Stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? Now, now keep in mind uh, that we have all these uh, – now, do you have the, the one that got it all rolling, the economic uh, audio clip? You do have that one? <laughs> All right, so please, well, can we please say okay. that? All right, so Adler has this. I want you to listen to what Joe Biden said. If he was, if he was president right now, Mm-mm. one thing he thinks Trump's not doing that he would do better, and it involves the whole world. All right, so here it is. I would, I would get much more engaged in the world. We can't step back. If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America, and you don't solve it other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do have have economic intercourse around the world. There's a lot. Look, when America goes alone, when when America is first, it's America alone. And idea that I would I would get much more engaged in the world. We can't step back. If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America and you don't solve it other parts of the world, you know, what's going to happen. We're going to have you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do have have economic intercourse around. He, he, Joe Biden warns us. Uh, is, is, is he talking about paying for personal relationships? Is that, is <laughs> no, that what economic know. intercourse Good is? Gracious. Yeah. Around the world. He's, Around it. He said you got to be and, global with this or else we're going to have economic intercourse. And I think if you're paying for that, you're probably violating the six-foot rule. Yes, I, I think you probably are too. So, so unless, unless in the very rare situation you're extremely gifted. Next, uh, he's sitting there waiting on the great. <laughs> he's wait- he's waiting on the great endorsement, of course, for the queen of all politics, uh-huh. Hillary Clinton, who's really stepped out there by endorsing the only person left. But anyway, so 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 there he appears to be sleeping. I think at the very town hall meeting where he's waiting on this endorsement is it the same place. Uh, it looked like it, it may but not I'll be. be but, sure. right, here he is sleeping first. He appears to fall asleep during a town hall with Hillary Clinton. Look, look, please look at right now. Sir. And he could be looking down. I'll give him that. Yeah. But he, boy, I tell you, he, he look, don't look that way. Look, is that is Bubba, Bubba? You're a long blinker. I don't know if you can see that. Is he sleeping or is that just a long blink? Uh, you saw the head go out. <laughs> Keep in mind, Joey Behar says that Trump is the one who it seems like the uh, senile grandfather. Don't miss that. Yeah, the, the Trump. Let me ask you this: Is she that? Is that a split screen? Because she's not in his basement, right? No, no, no. yeah. This split, is the thing screen. where they're trying to be sharp, saying they're doing a town hall meeting, but it's all. Yeah. On the on the technology now, yeah, he's right. out right there, guys. Yeah. I hate to tell you, he's he's he, he's he did have two seconds. From he the did have heavy head where he kind of yeah, falls his forward head does fall for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. What I look, about? I've been guilty of it. I know. Do you have Hillary's endorsement? <laughs> oh boy. Do, do we do we have? Oh, he doesn't have that one. Okay. You don't. Okay. So so Hillary uh, has endorsed Biden. You know, like we said, really being a a uh, a rebel because she's endorsing the only person left mm-hmm. uh, running uh, for the Democratic nominee i mean <laughs> do, do we need to endorse the only person left is that is that is that even necessary mm-hmm. uh and again we keep That's trying really really stepping out there yeah, hey let me tell you something out a way to get out there that uh, a way to show leadership guys joe biden is is slipping uh he's never been impressive to me but at least he seemed to have his faculties to some degree mm-hmm. uh it, it's getting away from him he cannot run the free world. I certainly don't think he has a chance to win. I hope not. But this this vice presidential choice of his is really, really big. 
and really, really looming. And do we have anybody who knows any updates on that? I mean, I, I, he said he's going with a woman, so we know there's no man he's going to pick because politicians always do what they say they're going to do. <laughs> can, can I tell you, uh, and maybe it's just me, but by definition, if you say that you're going to pick a running mate based on her sex, doesn't that make you sexist? It does, brother. <laughs> it does. So so you're not going for the most qualified. You're telling men that they're not qualified just because they're men, right? Yeah, look, I'm not saying it, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a female VP or even a female president, but I, I think if you declare that I'm going looking for somebody to fit this mold, yeah. that is by definition sexist. It would be like saying – I'm not going to have a woman as my running mate. I know. Well, that would clearly be sexist. Yeah, I know. But by what you're saying, by saying you want a woman, is you're not going to have a man. You, you've you've written off all the men. Here's her. Here's her endorsement. We we got it now. Here we go. And I know uh, to be part of your campaign to not only endorse you but to help highlight a lot of the issues that are at stake uh, in this presidential election. He woke Just up. think of what a difference it would make. Right now, if we had a president who not only listened to the science, put facts over fiction, but brought us together, showed the kind of compassion and caring that we need from our president and which Joe Biden has been exemplifying throughout his entire life. Think of what it would mean if we had a real president, not just somebody who plays one on TV, but somebody who gets up every morning worried about the people that he's responsible oh, for please. leading during this crisis. That's enough. Well, I know what a difference Stop. it would make. Look, Hillary's campaigning for the vice president position. That's all that what is. presidents can and should do. And I, like so many Americans, really wish that we had that kind of leadership now. Good gracious. Oh, my, my, my. I don't even know. I can't even. I don't know what to say. say. Let me tell you what she's saying. Pick me or die. That's yeah. what she's she, saying. She pretty much knows Joe ain't going to make it, and she's figured the shortest ah. path now mm-hmm. is for her to be VP and then him have a untimely resignation. No, you're you're right. You know, <laughs> that was her letting him know. You can, he even looked, suit has spoken, everybody. He, he even looked afraid if you saw his face. He looked afraid. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, earning a living off low expectations. Six minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba show coming to you from the Rick and Bubba broadcast plaza and teleport. Thanks for being with us, Speedy, yours truly, old number one, and Stretch, we're here in the plaza. She's Studios all across the fruited plain, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler all coming to us from their home studio. I played this song for Greg, the Todd Love It Greg Sheep. Sheep. There go the sheep again. 
Welcome back for a brand new hour from the broadcast pl- closet. There's Bill Bubba Bussing. Hey, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here. What an honor and privilege it is to serve alongside you fine gentlemen as we battle the pandemic together. Hey, buddy, what you, what have you done? What do you mean, what have I done? Your light was perfect. You've got something. You, you, your forehead's yeah, what, light, what, light what, like mine. What happened? You you had the light perfect. Uh, I, I can't I, I see was, it. Yeah, it's I, not. Was, I was working on a light for the background up here. Is it too much on me now? It looks that, like they're trying to protect your identity. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what, 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 what'd you keep the lights up for? We had it perfect. Well, I, I, didn't, I thought the background needed a little more light. I mean, well, I'm just playing with it. You know what you've done now, don't you? You mean fix it? Uh, well, I mean, uh, well, of course we do. Greg keeps writing the letters A and U. <laughs> I know what that stands for. Uh, hey, Rick, Rick, y'all going? I'll be right Rick, back. Have Beth Moen give play by play of him trying to fix it. Right, Bill Bubba, <laughs> hey, Beth Moen, Bill Bubba Bussy's lights is not what we desire, right, Rocky? Well, look what it's lightening up now. Hey, Greg. Well, that's a good shot right, right there. Hey, what's that? Hello, gut. We've got a, look, looks like someone has got an atlas. There's an atlas uh, on the screen. Somebody point to Antarctica. <laughs> It's an atlas. It's a globe. Uh, hey, take that, flat earthers. Yeah, it's as round as you can be. That looks fantastic. Oh, got me a little tripod for my life. <laughs> looks like he's got a light apparatus. It's an apparatus for light. Right, well, Rocky? One more thing to get here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've always, it's my favorite animal, Rocky. It's a beluga whale. <laughs> I love a beluga. <laughs> oh, I'll never unsee that. They look like a Dang, ghost. Bubba, that's worse. They, they look like a floating ghost. I didn't do uh uh-uh, I'm back right where I was. <laughs> oh my god. Light <laughs> structure. <laughs> <laughs> a light structure. Yes, I saw Adler's, uh, Adler's uncontrollable reaction to him pulling his shirt up. Oh, Adler, you, you okay over there, Adler? <laughs> wow. wow. Greg, now Bubba's going with the light of light when you used to read ghost stories to people. Yeah. 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 Dig it under your chin. Yeah. Uh, you turn it up. You turn it up. All right. So, uh, Bub, it's fine. It's it's fine. But just it's I'm about, this is how it was. Does it look different? Take huh? take that flat earthers. <laughs> Actually, I think it was better than you way. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I like what we had. Yeah, you, your forehead looks like you've been wearing a hat. It's white, and below your eyes are a regular color. You know, if you if you get a sunburn, up in it too much. That's exactly how it started. Right? It's I like it it's anyway. like if you've been out in the sun, uh-huh. your forehead and your rear end are the same color. <laughs> right, right. Right. Oh, it's right. worse yeah. now. <laughs> Stand up and adjust Man, something. You, 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 you just messed the whole thing up now. <laughs> Stand back up. Where's Bubba? I lost him. I lost him. Where is he? <laughs> oh, the flat earther thing. I'm loving him. this Zoom. Yeah, try try making a TV show in a closet, pal. <laughs> pal. Pal. All right. Speak hey, that one on for size, speaking, speaking of this, Adler, I don't know whether you heard Speedy uh, talking to you in the break. ABC News reporter? Yeah. You got it? All right, so now we have this ongoing thing. You know, everybody, to Greg's point, has to look like they're struggling. Everybody has to look like they're struggling. You know, Greg, and, the, and, and I try to give me the worst quality possible because I'm struggling. Yeah. We're all in this together, man, <laughs> except I'm getting a check and you're not, but we're in this together. <laughs> but but anyway, so um, Good Morning America did a segment from home with Will Reeve. 
Reeve. And, and, uh, You're talking about Will Reeve. <laughs> Somebody's got to get a timeout. But anyway, the um, and, still struggling. And, and he and it says he was working from home, and he he appeared on Good Morning America with no pants on. Yeah, forgot, yeah, forgot his pants, yeah, Rick. So Greg, Greg did that Greg, last week. Greg, get the meter he out. Did that. He did that on purpose. Right, so, so, so got me home. Well, nobody knew bad. his name. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knew his name. Now everybody knows All him. right, so let's have a look. Have Beth say courtesy of ABC, Rick. This is courtesy of ABC. <laughs> ABC News. <laughs> ABC is over here on Skype out. Pharmacy of the future. Will Reeve is going to join us with those drone details. Good morning, Will. Yes, good morning, Amy. What is an innovative, high-tech way to get people their medicine quickly while promoting social distancing? Drones. Uh, this I think morning, we, the we've already, there's already a the shot future. that showed a little Drones. bit of him. You're sugar. talking about it showed no pants. Maybe the pharmacy of the future. Will Reeve is going to join us with those drone uh, details. Okay. Good morning, Will. Yes, good morning, Amy. What is an innovative, high-tech way to get people their medicine quickly while promoting social So the distancing? first shot, you could see oh. that he just got a jacket on. Yeah, and, and I don't know if they come back to him and he's and, <laughs> and you can see a better shot of it, but that's getting... That's that, that shows how, how slow things are. We're going, hey, there's been a home reporter. Look at Bubba still struggling with that light. <laughs> I forgot his pants. All right, so but, you can, but, but Bubba, what, what, you, what, you, what you know, because you worked in TV, and, and we've all been around guys who work in TV, what they're saying is this is something that's not that, not that out of the ordinary. That anchors have have been notorious over years for having a pair of shorts on, uh-huh. but when they get on camera, they put on a jacket and a tie, and a, but but they're sitting there in a pair of, of boxers, mm-hmm. you know, or they're sitting there with just short pants on or comfortable. That, 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 that whatever part when I was, yeah. When, when I was doing newscasts, the sports guys were. Uh, the, I, I never saw them with pants on. Right. Yeah. They, they always had shorts on. Now the anchor guy, he may think, yeah, I'm a little sharper. You know, he had his suit on or whatever. But the sports guys would wear there shorts almost Rick. all the time. All right, now we can really Adler, see. Adler just showed another right, now, shot. Yeah, now it, we can really it shows see. where he looks to, to be in his – Yeah, there it is. You see his leg right there. Yeah, there's a little bit of a delay on what Bubba's seeing. But when we yeah. were seeing live programming, uh, yeah, they it, showed it. It, it showed him sitting there, and you could see half his thigh, <laughs> and it, it looked like he had boxer briefs on yeah, or something. And, but they're saying, to <laughs> Bubba's point, in the industry, this is kind of a – Poorly kept secret it, all the time. You said the sports guys were the were the most notorious. Right. They'd have yeah, on they a pair. The they'd have on a pair mm-hmm. of shorts and they throw their jacket on and their tie. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't. Yeah, that. there it is. You can see right there, plain as day. He's mm-hmm. sitting there in a pair of underwear. <laughs> but uh, so uh, so that that's that's just this is more that Greg. Hey, we're working from home, man. We all we hey. all we all on this day, Rick. I mean, we're all struggling. I got I ain't got time to get my pants on. I forgot. Uh, Man, hey, Bubba, NASA says they've developed a high-pressure coronavirus ventilator, and they did it in 37 days. It's amazing. Yeah, I saw that. Well, look, a lot of good engineers there. Um, I don't know if you saw the story. There's a doctor who's kind of come out against the grain saying that ventilation is not the way to go with these people because well, I'm glad you, you said know, the that. survival rate is is, uh, is 10% right now. So, yeah, um, they – they're, they're suggesting that, that they may be overdoing it with that, that they may need what they call a BiPAP, uh, which is kind of an in-between CPAP ventilator-type setup. Yeah. That, it's, uh, that the ventilator is too aggressive. Yeah. It, no one, it's actually doing more damage than harm. And, yeah, and I was even going to go further than all that. 
uh, last time I checked, I think we caught up on ventilators and we got them laying around everywhere right now. Yeah, we got plenty of those. Yeah. Have you noticed the media will go to hounding the president on whatever we don't have today? Right. I mean, it was ventilator questions uh, out to your breathing tube the other day. I mean, that's all you could have. Now that we got plenty of them, it's what about testing? What about testing? No, you're what right. about testing? Where's yeah. the testing? And, what once, about testing? and once testing catches up, it'll be something else. Uh, Can court- I tell you, I think the testing thing is overhyped, uh, too, because like we said the other day, let's say you have a test. Okay. I, hey, great. I'm, I, I don't have COVID-19. I'm clear. Well, then you go down to, to your big box store to pick up tomato plants or a rug or whatever you're doing. And, well, you may touch something in there and then you got it. So the, the test is only a snapshot for that moment. Yeah. As soon as you leave that building, you could be infected. And Mr. So Bussey, I, I don't, I don't know if that's all that you know. I know it's important, but I don't know that it's all it's being cracked up to be. Does that make sense well, to anybody? Well, Mr. Bussy, I noticed you went with the very common uh, grocery list: plants and a rug. Yeah, <laughs> but yes. Yes. I know, look, I, look. Yeah. Right, so he just got tomato plants, all right, and he's been hanging that rug, thinking it was sharp behind him. <laughs> well, you just messed your whole lighting up, too. It's just, just I know you. I mean, I ain't messed my lighting. You got a, I ain't done a thing. Your forehead looks like the sun. It's shining. It does. It looks because I'm three foot from the light. <laughs> now, I need to be way over here. I need to be back here. There you go. There you go. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Established in 1994 and continuing to offer the perfect balance of inspiring hope, unwavering truth, and a touch of goofiness, the Rick and Bubba Show. It's 22 minutes now past the hour. Rick and Bubba, thanks for being with us. We'll get to some phone calls coming up at the bottom of the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG, our number. So uh, looking around, you know, there's a lot of questions out there. By the way, did y'all laugh? Uh, in our state yesterday when you know we had the bizarre press conference where people would stand behind the 76-year-old um, governor with mask on but then would approach her and pull their mask down and speak into the same microphone she was speaking mm-hmm. in. We, we covered that earlier, which made you think maybe these were just props. But mm-hmm. but in that, and you knew it was coming, you, and you couldn't hear the you see the people asking the questions on the footage I was watching, but you knew it would happen eventually from the back. Hey! Is Alabama going to have high school football this year? I mean, you, you could hear that from the back. So, um, Rick, we got to discuss the important things. Yeah, I, I thought to myself, with her accent, you know, I saw people on on um, on social media asking uh, if if this is Foghorn Leghorn's wife. You know, I had that. Uh, you know, the comments that she she and Austin Powers were dressed the same. Greg threw that out there. But I thought to myself, people who might have tuned in from other parts of the country to watch a state of Alabama press conference mm-hmm. with the governor during the pandemic, you you got everything you hoped for. Yeah. I mean, Did it, she it, only it, have it, one earring in? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I saw that out there, too. I didn't pay that much I attention. I saw that picture. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey, Gregory. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so sports <laughs> is, is, a, is a discussion. And uh, and when, when will it happen? So let's, let's just get this out of the way first. Jameis Winston officially signs a one-year deal with the Saints. So so that that one's done. He a saint. So he 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 a saint as uh, who that said they're going to beat them Saints. <laughs> who that? So who he, he's going to do that. Then you get into this the the bizarre major league baseball opening options. Yeah. And um I mean it, it just gets uh 
more bizarre by the day. Uh, how about the three regional divisions? That's kind of a have yeah. you seen have you seen that one? Where no, I, I didn't see that plan. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're going to play baseball, and um, they're going to have a uh, thirty teams will be split into three regional divisions. Uh, so among the formats, uh, uh, the teams could be restricted to playing within their region, cutting down travel. Right. Uh, and uh, so that means you know we'll we'll divide you up on where you live. Like uh, they also have looked at uh, having an all Arizona league, mm-hmm. an Arizona Florida league. Arizona plus Texas plus Florida, uh, so they're they're coming up with uh, all these different setups that somehow, some way, Major League Baseball could start playing some form of baseball, and um, and and they haven't decided, but um, but the regional and, and keeping it in places where the uh, virus is not a big deal or the weather affords itself for it to being be gone quickly. You know, we're starving for live action oh, here yeah, when it yeah, comes sure. to sports. Oh, I will be glued we, in if. We? Late June, maybe uh, no later than July tenth is yep. what they're shooting for. Yeah, yep. so, yep. so I mean, uh, you know, ten teams divided three ways. I mean, uh, thirty teams divided three ways. That might be kind of interesting. Something you, different. You, you <clears> have <throat> to ask the question: Why wasn't they divided that way to begin with? It seems like it would have been uh, it, geographically better anyway. Wouldn't it? So let me ask you guys this: um, The East Division would be the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, the Nationals, uh, Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays. Uh, Tampa Bay, what are they doing over? I mean, I guess I know they're east, but yeah. And then Miami, they seem uh, anyway. So that would be the the east, uh, the west. Uh, L.A. of course, San Francisco, Oakland, San Diego, Arizona, Colorado, Texas, uh, Houston, and Seattle. Central, Chicago, both Chicago teams. Milwaukee, St. Louis, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Minnesota, Atlanta, and Detroit. Minnesota, um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, are we okay? Because we're so star for sports to take Major League Baseball any way we can get it. Yes. We don't care what they do to it. Yep. Just as long Rick, as they I, do it. I would watch the church softball league. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, if they can squeeze in 100 games, let's go. Yeah, That's I, what they say. I know baseball. Rick, I'd, I'd tune in for a good goat roping. <clears throat> yeah, I know I know baseball fans uh, tend to be more purist than other sports fans. But I think the baseball fans are like, we're not going to be purists. Just give us baseball mm-hmm. in some way. I mean, it's just give us some, give us professional baseball. Now I'm looking. Does do these plans include people in the stands, or we're just playing with nobody there? No, Mm-mm. nobody. The first three, the first three months would be without fans, and then if they could, mm-hmm. the situation health wise changed, and they could start going back to their stadiums, and it'd be more of a regular season. But the first three months. Heard an interview with Clayton Kershaw this morning, the pitcher for the Dodgers. He said that he is preparing himself to be ready to go by July. So okay. take that for what it's worth. Okay. Yeah, and, and you know that they talking- need about they need about three weeks to get ready for the season. So if they start, you know, if they didn't start getting together and working out uh, until May fifteenth, then you're looking at June fifteenth before they start. So yeah. Um, there's talk, you know, umpires might be in masks, bat boys in masks, whatever. I mean, it's already hard enough to hear a, hear an umpire. You know, hey, buddy, communicate a little bit. There's no need I for the umpire to be in masks. Well, are I'm they, what? Uh, no, no need for that. <laughs> didn't Major League uh, Basketball, the NBA, didn't they say they were going to let teams start practicing? Then they changed their mind on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It keeps going back and forth. How about this? I, you know, uh, I've got young Broderick living at home who is a conspiracy theorist. He believes – I don't know how he knows this. I'm sure it was already planned. He believes that this is the moment that Michael Jordan has been waiting on. 
he said he finally has gotten sick and tired of everybody trying to compare him to LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or whatever, and he was so tired because he thinks people have forgotten how good he really was mm-hmm. yeah. that, that he that he actually released his highlight stuff that he owned for them to do the special in a time when everybody in the whole wide world would see it. And, and, and yeah. he says, and now you remember how good he is yep. and you feel silly for ever comparing anyone to him. Yep. It's it, working. It is yeah. working. Yeah, you, you forget what a dominating player. Oh, my player. goodness. He was uh, his ability when they called him Air Jordan. They meant it. He Boy, could I'm fly. telling you, and he could do it all: play defense, yeah. shoot, dunk. He could do it all. Yeah. How about this? There really isn't a player to compare to him yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can compare, but they're not. They're not as good as he was. And, and I've had to have this discussion with my son. I said, if LeBron James had stayed with one team and let them build a team around him, they would have won no telling how many championships. I mean, even at Miami. Yeah. Well, they won two out of three, right? Yeah, and yeah. then the year they lost, everybody was mad and wanted yeah. to go different ways. Yeah. You you got to stick together, and and yeah. Jordan did that. That's why they were so successful, even though he took a year yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I'm strictly talking about personal athletic yeah, ability as as a player, and I think one of the greatest endorsements that we may have forgotten about when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson both were still playing, yeah, still playing. Time. They said, "This is the greatest basketball player we have ever seen." Uh, and, and, and and they were including themselves in that. And um, I, I think he's in a league by himself. And I think when you see these highlights, you remember that. Yeah. Bottom of the hour. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Here we go. 35 minutes past the hour. Lines are available at 866-WE-BE-BIG. And you can join us. If you want to fire right now, Stretch Armstrong will be there. And you can get in. We'll go normal phone throw here. Uh, Mother's Day is approaching, and, you know, the way things keep being extended, 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 the odds of you being able to go see mom if if, uh, the mom on your list does not live in your home are getting lower and lower. So uh, how about this? Why don't you be sure she hears from you anyway by going to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. There is a great deal available for you right now. Uh, and that is 24 multicolored roses for 20% off the original price. 1-800-Flowers is committed to safety of their team members and your family, so they're offering contactless delivery. Pick an early delivery date, ensures that your bouquet will arrive in time to make Mom's Day special. 24 multicolored roses, $39.99 is an amazing offer, uh, but it is going to end by close of business today. All right, so to keep that in mind, if you want this deal, that's the 24 multicolored roses for 20% off the original price. you got to move on that today. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Use the code Bubba. You'll see uh, the place to use that. Or you can get the link straight to it by going to rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Don't forget, Mom, 1-800-Flowers is ready to go. And don't put this off. Get it done today and be done with it. Uh, and she didn't have to know you're saving money if you don't want her to. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's start um, the phone throw with Dale in Huntsville, Alabama. Thirty seconds, Dale. Go ahead. Hey guys. Hey Dale. Um, hey Dale. What's up? About, hey Dale. Not much. About Joe Biden's uh, economic intercourse uh, quote. Yes. Uh, I think he was. If you think about it, he was just talking about what he did to Ukraine while he was vice president. Okay. All right. That's a good one, by the way. <laughs> it's good. We we continue to Pensacola, Florida. Chris is standing by. Chris, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Biggins, how's it going? Good. 
Well, good. Well, I was just, I know you guys were talking about the sports just a few minutes ago, but what would you guys think about this scenario? College football has to close their big stadiums and, and high school football is not going on. Why don't you play the games inside the high school stadiums to, le- to eliminate contact? Well, if you were going to play the game inside a high school stadium, then the high school players would be able to play. I I'm sorry, sir. I didn't really follow the logic on that. Well, if he says you got to have a smaller stadium and that won't be so bad, well, then the high school teams could play. If high school stadiums are okay, then there's no need to make them available. The, the problem, the problem is having enough room as it is to spread everybody out. Yeah, I think the bigger stadium you need to spread the people out. Yeah, the smaller. Yeah. Uh, uh, pal, good, good point. No, I think yeah, I, I'm with you. I think college football in a smaller stadium creates a bigger problem. Yeah, we got it. We got to let people get back out, guys. We just do. We're all coming apart, guys. Y'all can see it. I can. Uh, let's go to Mr. Jones. Uh, Mr. Jones, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Hey guys, appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I have a question about a comment you made last hour okay. about the three Hebrew kids in the furnace. Correct. My question is in Daniel chapter three, verse twenty-five. How did Nebuchadnezzar know about Jesus? And I was wondering, what do y'all reckon was being said inside the furnace? I listen. I can listen on the radio. Uh, wh- what does he mean? He how does he know about Jesus? Uh, I guess. I guess what the the point you're making is when they looked in the furnace, they saw one more person than they put in there. Yeah, but he didn't call him Jesus though. But that's who we assume it was, right? And I, I, is that what he means? I'm just asking what he means because he he doesn't know it's Jesus. He just says there's a fourth person I can see walking around inside the furnace. And I guess if you can see the three uh, Hebrew men, you can see another figure in there as well. It would, right. you know, whatever enabled you to see them it, would enable you to see. It would have had to bother you severely if you had been throwing people in there, burning them up, and three went in there and they came back out and they had no problem whatsoever. Right. right. That and, that would get your attention. And what was his other question? What was the other question? Um, I, I can't remember what his other question was. But <laughs> but the thing that I love about that um, uh, about that message that is often missed by the prosperity gospel people is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego acknowledge that God <laughs> is God, whether they burned or didn't burn. That's it. Yeah, That's it. they their testimony would not have uh, been less a testimony for them if they had have been burned up because they made the statement before they went in, yeah, they were spared to show God's power to Nebuchadnezzar, which was beneficial. But what they, what, but the, the other message, as you said, Bubba, there is they weren't going to compromise God and blaspheme God, whether they lived or died. Right. And, and made, they made that very clear. Right. And that, that was the point. I love how the fact that he, he, of course he kind of liked these guys. He got put into bind. I love the fact yeah. that he wants them to think about it. And he's going to go get the musicians because, you know, the law was when the musicians start playing, we all bow to Nebuchadnezzar. And they right. said, there's no need to bother. I'm paraphrasing in C student Calhoun County. No need to go get the band. We're not bowing to you. We can tell you right. that right now. There, there's really no need to, to do that. We don't have to think about it. And this is what we all should take away. I'm already resolved to what I'm going to do before I'm ever in that situation. And, and those of us, and I've done it in the past, sadly and embarrassingly, if you're just making it up as you go, there's no telling what you might do. you got to resolve to God's standard before you're ever in the situation. Then you know what to do immediately. And they weren't going to blaspheme God whether he let them burn in the furnace or not. And we do know, even in the, in the church age, which would come you know, um, years and years later, you see that you know at times – um, you know, we don't even get the James out of the gate hardly at all in the church age, and he's martyred. 
Uh, Peter is spared. He goes three decades, and then he's martyred. Uh, John, we don't know when if he ever got martyred or just died of old age. And all these people are serving the same God and being blessed for being devoted to him, and all kinds of different scenarios happen to them. Uh, Betty uh, reminded me the, the, of the gentleman's other question, as many of you, I'm sure, are about to do who are beating on the steering wheel of your car if you're lucky enough to be essential. Uh, he asked, what do you think they were saying in the fire? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I, 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 I know that probably, uh, you know, it, I think they were getting a well done uh, from their Lord and Savior. If he's in there, he's probably giving them a, it, it's all good and I'm here with you. I think the, probably the first thing was, hey, I'm not on fire. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I don't want to <laughs> – I just think there was probably a practical first word in that, yeah. you know. And then who who's that other guy? Bubba, Is that it, you, God? It, it might have been the world famous. How about that? Yeah. What about this? I uh, think when you got out, you'd give the how about that. Yeah. yeah. I bet this is up, upsetting Nebuchadnezzar or, or breaking him to his knees. Uh, we continue. Let's go to uh, – uh, Waylon in the great state of Mississippi. Waylon, go ahead. Welcome. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Waylon. Speedy and Greg. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, I talked to my brother-in-law this morning. He's a cop at a local municipality. And the thing about state versus local, you know, whether they take you to jail or not over the mask. Mm-hmm. And he said, just know where you're at. He said, because the local guy, he might cuff you and stuff you. And the old saying, you can beat the rap, but you can't beat the ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Waylon. John in Tennessee. John, with a clarification. John, go ahead. Yes. Uh, when he's talking about the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, uh, the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar looks in there and he says, I see four walking loose, and the fourth is likened to the Son of God. And so when he's asking, how does he know that's Jesus in the fire, then the Scripture indicates that must be Jesus that's in the fire when it says the fourth is likened to the Son of God. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we're asking, is that an actual quote from Nebuchadnezzar? Is that now the book being written, knowing exactly what's going on? Right. Uh, you know, or did Nebuchadnezzar actually say that, or is the, or is the documentation actually acknowledging that? That's, that's, yeah, well, some, some physical manifestation of God, for right, sure. Right, Uh We continue. Uh, anybody interested in a Trump impersonator? Oh, Bring it on! I mean, it's got, it. hey, it's got to be good. Mm. I mean, we, we've we've had some really really good ones, and we had a guy. Then maybe this is him that was really good. But our standard of impersonations is extremely high. Mm-hmm. So if I sense it's not good, it's going to be an early buzzer. Okay. Yeah, dump them. All right, go ahead, President Trump. Yes, sir. Thank you, Rick and Bubba, for allowing me on the show today. Okay, you just going to have to get better. Go ahead. Yes, yes, sir. I was wanting to call in. I was wanting to thank you for helping all of the people. I, I don't think it was good enough. Uh, we, we've, I, wish, uh, I wish I was wearing no. a mask right now. Yeah, we, we just we, need to lower that voice we, a little we have bit. Some, we've had some really good Trump impersonators. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, 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 that was not one of them. That, nope. that sounded like somebody from India. Thank you. We, uh, we go to Virginia. Uh, Virginia, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Peanut is standing by. Peanut, go ahead. <laughs> Hey, how y'all doing today? We're doing okay. Good. That's good. Uh, I just want to let everybody know about the Clorox. Uh, I had to borrow. Also attempts at, uh, at, at at different types of accents and stuff like that. I'm not crazy about that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's got to be really good. Uh, we we continue. You know, when I'm a, I'm an exa- is, Greg, I'm not crazy about an exaggerated character either. 
uh, Carl from Sling Blades next. There's something about 8:45. I don't know if y'all noticed that in the in the new normal Central. <laughs> Curtis and Pelham. Curtis, go ahead. Thirty seconds. What's up? How y'all doing? Good. Hey, two questions in the comment, and I'll hang up. Okay. Uh, question one: Do you think uh, Governor didn't open the restaurants because Mother's Day's coming up, and she knows we'd all fools and we'd all go out and try to eat out at the places? You see, I, I'm getting then, I'm getting tired of getting treated like we are a bunch of fools, like we're children. You think I can't make the decision whether I want to take my 78 year old mother out to eat in a restaurant during a COVID crisis? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if, I, if I'm in the middle of a pandemic, right, uh, that. Uh, the fatality rate is absolutely toward the older end of the spectrum. I don't want to take my mom out on Mother's Day. No. I mean, come on. Yeah. What yeah. are you thinking? Yeah, and, and that's, I think, what's getting to all of us. I know there's some stupid people in our society, but I, I don't think the rest of us should be treated like we're as stupid as they are. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there's always going to be Amen. stupid people. I'm not, I don't want a, an economy destroyed over stupid people. <laughs> let, let the level-headed people go out there and keep this thing alive. And let the stupid people come what may. Yep. We'll, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's uh, eight minutes to the top of the hour. Thanks for being with us. Hey, it's Rick and Bubba's show. Don't forget, Wednesday Bible Study is back today, live at noon on our YouTube channel. We finish... The 33 weeks in the Gospel of John, going word for word. And we wrap it up today uh, with the powerful John 21. Uh, so uh, if you get a chance, catch that today. Uh, and it's uh, be archived soon after and then out on all of our social media platforms as well, as is the norm on Wednesdays. The only thing we've changed is nobody in the studio during the Bible study till further notice. All right, so we've been, we've all been, as you said, Bubba, we, we've all been trying to learn on the fly things we should have been taught in school. And of course, we were in school; we were taught that. I just didn't pay attention. And that, uh, that of course, is civics lessons. Civics. Uh, we're a constitutional republic. I know that you know most uh, the left has tried so hard to indoctrinate our children into that we're a democracy, and we're not. Uh, we're a constitutional republic, and uh, so you, we have all this. Um, these different uh, levels of government, we have your federal, your state, your local. So now during the pandemic, we're trying to learn where are those lines, federal, state, and local. And so uh, Speedy, of course, you know, the unofficial king of Helena, uh, has <laughs> reached not. out to uh, the uh, Helena's mayor, uh, and that is Mike. Hall. Yeah, Mark Hall. Mark, um, Mark Hall. Yeah. Now, Mark Hall's in Casting Crowns. Well, uh, Mark does sing a little bit, too. Right, yeah. uh, just not quite yeah, as good as Casting Crowns. So but. I thought he just had a name similar to the guy in Casting <laughs> Crowns. I didn't know he had the same name. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mayor, Mayor, love you uh, in Casting hey, Crowns. Guys. You've done a f- phenomenal job. <laughs> Hey guys, here's here's the other guy I've been before too. Uh, uh, Rick used to call me Mike Hale, who used to be the sheriff of Jefferson. That's County. right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm used to it, man. Would it be Would it be too much trouble for you to change your name? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would not. No, it would not. Not not after all this stuff. No. Yeah. So so help us out because here's what we've got now. You know, you got you you got your federal powers, and uh, and those are pretty clear. Unless you get in a situation like this, then you got the commerce laws and, and all right. this and the president maybe has more power than he would normally have you got your national emergency and, right. uh, and and all that and then you get down to the governor 
and the governor says, you know, here's what we're going to do, and you can't you can't outstep a high stepper, and 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 and, 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 and so and so then you get down, then you get down to the mayor. So right. um, so if I'm in Helena, for for instance, and I'm not saying you're doing this, let me be clear, Mark Hall isn't right. doing what I'm about to say. Right. Uh, if right. I'm uh, let's just say I'm mayor of Ricktown, I won't even put it in Helena. And I hear and I hear the, the the governor finishes up, and then I say, "Well, in Ricktown, we're going to step further, and you're going to get a citation if you don't wear a mask everywhere you go." Uh, and can, can I? Who do people answer to? Can somebody say, "Well, the governor didn't say that"? Where, where does all that work? Well, of course, uh, at the local level, you can enact ordinances that are sometimes more restrictive than state law. Now, that's a slippery slope. You better have a good legal team, and you better know what you're doing when you're more restrictive than what uh, is perceived to be a most restrictive law at the state level anyway. So if you're modifying or amending or making a new ordinance uh, that is more restrictive than state law, you better understand that you're right. Look, you know, I would never defy state order. That's not why I got in this business. You have a law enforcement background. But I didn't get in this business to defy the Constitution either. So I think you have to be very careful about what you do. I've chosen just to follow state law here, and, and, and the council agrees uh, up to this point. All of our council people agree with me that we, we don't need to be more restrictive than what our state health officers are already implementing uh, through the governor's office as law under a state emergency and national emergency. Now, when that goes away, you know, certainly those laws are no longer in effect. That makes sense. Mark, uh, Bubba here. Thanks for coming on, by the way. Uh, yes, sir. You're, bra- you're a brave man, and we appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so if, if I, I'm confused, like if the if the governor says we're not going to put you in jail for not wearing a mask, can a, can yeah. a mayor do that? Or can, let me ask you this, too. Can you just choose not to enforce a, a law? Or what? what is your, how much leeway do you have on that? Well, legally, you're bound by state law to enforce uh, the state regulations as necessary. Now, enforcement is also the question is how do you do that? We also have the option to give warnings or notifications of warnings up to a certain point, unless it's a reckless, you know, endangerment and, and uh, you know, immediate uh, situation that could cause a loss of life or property immediately then, of course, you probably need to uh, step up and enforce state law. Now, there again, at the local level, we've chosen not to be more restrictive than state law. And we also give our, you know, uh, enforcement officials the leeway to enforce the laws that are there using common sense. Yeah. So we had, um, like, I, I've already gotten some people telling me, and I won't say what cities it is because I, I, it's not our job yeah. to try to, you know, fame. Uh, to fan a flame, not that we'd ever do that, right. but but anyway, and they yeah. said they're already contacting legal services. They're going to sue their mayor because they're going to well, they're, they're they're going to sue the mayor and say yeah. you've overstepped your boundaries. Uh, you yeah. said you can be more restrictive, but as you just said, you better have a good legal team. You better be good, and you better be right. Uh, as uh, as we've heard uh, famous people say, you better be right. But I tell you this. Uh, I won't be surprised at all at uh, some of the uh, challenges that are made uh, if people are arrested for certain things uh, at this time, especially the local ordinances that are enacted that are more restrictive. I wouldn't be surprised to see a legal challenge there. And, you know, those are the kind of cases that go all the way to the doorstep of the Supreme Court, you know, after it uh, leaves the state level. So we'll see 
certainly, you know, I hope not. I hope everybody will just, you know, voluntarily, you know, comply with common sense. And let's get through this time. Look, we've got two more weeks. Let's try to be patient. It's very frustrating. I got friends that are unemployed. I got friends that are, you know, can't open their, you know, beauty salons that they've had for 20 years. I had a lady call me yesterday. She said, if I can't open my shop today, I am out of business after 20 years. Well, well, thank goodness she fell under the criteria that she can open her boutique with the restrictions. So, you know, we've got some small businesses that are hurting. We've got people that are unemployed. So we need to really hope and pray that this situation will start to diminish very quickly so we can get back to some sort of normalcy. Mark, I understand you're, you're going to follow state law. No problem with that. Do you, That's right. Do you, do you feel like there's some uh, that the arbitrary nature of some of this will be challenged, or how, how do you feel about that? If you want to comment on, it. well, look, everything, everything normally, every new law, every new uh, order that's ever been enacted, if it restricts freedoms in some way, is normally challenged. So that's the reason I say I won't be surprised at all uh, that that it is challenged at some point, and you know that will probably lay the groundwork for the next uh, emergency pandemic we have. Right. Yeah. There it so, is. Mark, thank you. Mayor of Helena, Alabama. There he is, Mark Hall. Thanks for being with us. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Proving daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick. Six minutes now past the hour from the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Speedy, Stretch Armstrong, and yours truly, old number one, enjoying this uh, wonderful studio. Out across um, the great home state of Sweet Home Alabama, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in home studios, as is Bill Bubba Bussy. Welcome back for another hour. Rick, proud and honored to be here. Thank all of you for uh, hanging with us through this most trying time here in America, something like we've never had before. I know we've talked a lot of coronavirus, uh, but here are some updates on it that we haven't covered. I don't know if you saw or have seen the footage yet of the woman in her horrible state of the death of someone she loves screaming at Comrade uh, de Blasio in New York City, who they can't even pick bodies up. She's saying, my loved one has been laying in her dead uh, with us, and y'all can't even help us get a body to the morgue, and she's just screaming and crying at him. Uh, He now says that uh, he's told cops to arrest mourners at funerals and anyone gathering in large group to stop coronavirus spreading after he drove across New York City to disperse the crowds. Uh, so they keep, they keep, you know, this is what de Blasio, he's lived for this. Now he's conveniently trying to get us to forget that he was giving suggestions of Broadway plays and, and shows that people could attend because New Yorkers, uh, it's not going to be like that here, like it was in Italy and all this in the beginning, he said all this was exaggerated and that New Yorkers would not have the issues and you need to get on out and live your life in New York, and here's some shows I suggest you go see. Now, he's conveniently forgetting that he did that, uh, and now he's turning around, and now he's the big strong arm of the you know the central government because he wants New York City to be a communist little country there on its little island. And so um, he, uh, he showed up 
at an Orthodox Jewish funeral in Williamsburg uh, yesterday and threatened to arrest all who were mourning uh, because they were ignoring the social distancing. Now, they're bringing up that he had to travel across a large area to get there so he could put on the show of how they needed to bust, break it up, as if he couldn't send uh, local law enforcement or, or whatever. He's got to do it. And he said they were mourning too close to each other. And uh, he did get some backlash from some of the members of the Jewish community who said he was singling out this group because um, there there's people that are trying to do drive-by funerals. And, and all of the mourners, by the way, had masks on and everything, and he still busted them up. And uh, now don't forget, too, people are asking the very uncomfortable question about you don't hear a whole lot being said about mosque, Ramadan, and all this that's a, that, that's kicking around, you haven't even heard just even a that I haven't heard them being addressed about anything. Now yeah, I'm not, I haven't heard any reports, which is an interesting uh, question. I mean, what what is that status? Yeah, I don't know, and and it may be that they're following the social distancing and and they're doing everything they're being asked to do, and that may be why there's been no comment about it. But uh, I, I've had some people in the Christian community and now in the Jewish community that are. Wondering now, are, are we getting singled out, or will those that are that have certain gathering re- requirements involving Islam will they also be told? Now I know the president weighed in on that and said that they must abide by the same rules that everybody else is abiding by. But I haven't heard. Maybe there is no pushback. Maybe there it, it all is working fine. But uh, you don't hear that particular religion being talked about much during this. No, you don't. It, it, that's it's a fair question. And I don't know the answer. Maybe it's all the same. I don't know. But I, I, I'm like you. I can't readily recall uh, anyone even addressing it. Yeah, and, and I don't know how long that Ramadan lasts, but it, it started like or about to start or did start, and, and it goes on. I, I, haven't, I haven't heard an update. I remember the last time I heard it, it was about to start, and it seems like that was maybe a week ago. So, so maybe, I, I don't know. Uh, also, showing the, the state that we're in, and you know, we keep talking about this other patient that can be ignored, the country uh, and the economy, hundreds of Americans line up for drive-through food bank handouts in Los Angeles and Pennsylvania as the rise of unemployment is leaving Americans who had jobs struggling to feed their families, to feed them, to, to, to come up with, you know, because when you're in a situation where you didn't have anything to do with it, your business was doing fine, your job was doing fine, and the government made you turn it off. And then they said, don't worry, we'll get you something in the mail, and you still haven't gotten it, and the program's emptied out, and now, now everybody's grandstanding you know, with their political agendas in, in Congress to, and then the, uh, you know, to, to decide whether you're going to get it or not, and then they want to tag things onto it. You know, the people are saying, yeah, but I need to eat like today. Uh, so now food banks uh, are being uh, uh, overrun, 1,500 uh, cars collecting boxes of food, Look at, at, that. Look at that. At Big Butler Fairground in wow. Pennsylvania. Uh, and then uh, gallons of milk being passed through car windows at an event run by the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank in L.A. Uh, and, of course, you know what you see why they're making sure everybody gets their food? Now, now, I want you to think about the irony of this. Restaurants have not been allowed to operate except for curbside and, and, and takeout and all this. And, and the reason why we're allowed to do that, we're still interacting with them, still seeing them, is because everybody's wearing gloves and masks most of the time and then giving your food through the window. Well, that's exactly what they're doing in the food bank food handout. 
See, I'm right. thinking that maybe restaurants should have just been allowed to operate and and work on social distancing and work on how many tables you can have and how far everybody can be and just kept on letting people eat there uh, and, and let and let that whole area of our economy keep their jobs. Uh, I think I think the the restaurant thing was a major mistake. It should have never been done. They they could have operated and stayed open with yep. with some common sense deals, and it would have it would have kept a lot of our economy for not being out of jobs and businesses not being closed. Those things work on tight margins, and they just can't survive very long. You know, if you're a big chain, you know they could take say I got a hundred locations, they can narrow it down to fifty, and then keep their brand alive. But that's still fifty. Uh, right. managers and, mm-hmm. and people who work there that all get shut down. So you don't need to miss that. Some people say, well, now these big guys are going to survive. Well, yeah, with less restaurants they are. But 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 guess what? Every restaurant employs how many people? You know, what if you're manager of the one they shut down? Then you're out. Uh, so I don't think, I, I, looking back, I don't think that was necessary, and I certainly don't think it's necessary now. No. Boy, that's uh, that's disturbing seeing that many Americans line up at a food bank, isn't it? Yeah, well, we need to see it because this is also happening. You know, it's not just that people are getting sick and then less than one percent of them are dying. There, this is happening too. Yeah. This problem, yeah, you, this problem is, is 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 as important. Yes, it is. Yeah, to to everybody that wants you to stay at home, that's what it brings right there. Yeah. And we can't, we can't. It's only going to get worse. They're saying that the coronavirus vaccine could be ready by the fall for emergency use. But again, remember, our percentage on people who take these flu shots every year is about half, about 50%. 50% take and, it, 50% don't. And they're so darn effective. Yeah, usually. Hey, do you remember one year that the, that the medical folks have said, hey, we nailed it. It was type B this year, and we got it. It's, it's been a while. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it don't have much. It, it, it doesn't have much. And don't forget that, um, I'm still wanting someone and maybe I just don't know. Maybe this is all there has. What happened to the other, the other flu we normally have? Cause this, <laughs> th- this was supposed to have come from China. Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't have this didn't naturally occur in our flu season. Is the other flu, did it just not show up this year? Where, where is I'm it? Gonna, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to speculate, Rick, and that's all it is that all of the uh, social distancing and hand washing and shutting of businesses probably made the numbers on that flu go way down, if I had to guess. Well, where is it? And did, that's all it is, is did, a guess. Did we get a 100% nobody got it this time? <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen any numbers. On it. <laughs> where is it? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so listen to this. That, that's treating people differently. Uh, here we go. Here comes Comrade de, ba- de Blasio. Here that's he a, comes. Some tweets he's put out. Here's one of his tweets. My message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. I've instructed the New York Police Department to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in groups. This is about stopping the disease and saving lives, period. But again, uh, see, that that's that's the way communist leaders talk. Now, uh, now, now read the one beside it. Yeah, and then he says, to the Muslim New Yorkers, this is what we were looking for, beginning their celebration tonight, and what was this, five days ago? I think so. Yeah, I so, okay, see. so I yeah. thought it started about a week ago. Mm-hmm. That's Ramadan. Who need... Some kind of meals, I'm not Muslim, H-A-L-A-L. I guess that's part of the celebration. We have them across our 400-plus grab-and-go meal sites and are bringing hundreds of thousands more to 32 sites most frequented by our Muslim community. Here's where you go to get what you need to celebrate what you're doing. So it sounds like that New York is catering to the Muslim community 
and telling the Jewish and Christian community they better get in line. That, I mean, that's how it looks. Now, that may not be the case. Maybe they can do the same thing for Christians and, and Jewish people, and they're doing it, and yeah, I just don't I, see I'm that. not familiar with that tradition and, I know. and what some of those terms are, so I, I really can't wisely comment on it. Right. So I'll go back to this. I, I don't think any government has the right to mandate to churches, temples, and mosques what they can and can't do, period, as long as it's not breaking other laws. You know what I mean? As long as it's just their religious expression. Uh, we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're Day back. 22 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. So our plans, uh, barring something going south, is all who are willing to be in the studio on Monday, we will get back together leaving one designated survivor in case uh, you know we get exposed and have to all go back to the home studios again. Then we'll bring a board up here, which right now if it happens, it would be Helmsley and we'll rotate going forward, and we'll see how that works out. How about this? Is um, We have a person in Tuscaloosa that has something very scary to say. And uh, and I'm Bubby. Your reaction alone uh, may be more than you can handle. He's bringing up something that that really may happen. Another thing that coronavirus may take away from us forever. And um, go ahead, Brad. Say what you want to say, buddy. Boys, I, I'm I'm in shock. Yeah. I've cried a little bit this morning. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to even say. I read an article this morning titled "Buffets Could Be a Thing of the Past." Uh Buffets may be done away with completely going forward. If I cannot hit a Chinese buffet for lunch, I'm I'm going to be devastated. Mm-hmm. Guys, can y'all? Why, why are they going to be done away with? I mean, that's just the that's like a drive through in the restaurant. Well, Look, sure, when, when we come out, we get a new plate. Pieces. I thought that scared it. Yeah, when they've got the they've got, they the got sneeze so guards, sneeze, sneeze yeah. guards. Now you can Listen, you barely can get to the food. I hate to go Patrick Henry here, but is it time to say give me buffets or give me death? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I, it, it, I is life worth buffet. living without a buffet? <laughs> I'll admit the buffet resembles eating out of a trough. I get that. It does. And, Rick, our mother has been ahead of this for years. She, she has. She won't eat one. She can't stand a buffet and don't want anything to do with she it. She doesn't like a, a buffet, and she doesn't like any greasy spoon that's on the side <laughs> of the road that has one location. <laughs> no. What about in the kitchen, though? Don't they just have a buffet back there, and they're yeah, shoveling it out? Of course on the they do, Bubba. As it goes by? Before yeah, long, we can't say that. We feel better about it. I was about to say, Bubba, before long, if you take the logic we have right now, restaurants are too dangerous. They'll be done away yeah, with forever. Sure. You know, just done, done sure. away forever. And, and then, of course, as, you, as we all talk about, it's so funny to watch human beings in a fallen state living in a fallen creation thinking that they can, through government or something, come up with a risk-free society. We're perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah. Because think about the food thing. Like you guys just said, you guys just said, there is no scenario, none. There's no scenario that your food is not exposed to multiple people. I don't care what you do. <laughs> you know, even if you go to, I grow it in, I grow it outside. I grow it and I go out there and get it. There's still, you know, all kinds of things that can be exposed to. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and then and then you go, all right, well, I get mine from a grocery store. The grocery store comes from a place where it was made. Mm-hmm. It comes there. It's handled by the people there who wrap it and put it on the shelves. And then you take it home and, you know, and you come through the checkout line, people handle it on the way out. Then they put it in there. Then you take it home. There's just, it, it doesn't exist. Mm-mm. And what we have to do, like we do with everything else, what is say, we, Bubba, you talked about this months ago before we even got into this when it first started. We have acceptable risk that we live in and have lived in for as long as any of any of us have existed. Yeah. And, anybody and, that says we don't just not being honest. I mean, yeah. you know, that there's car wrecks and you know, mm-hmm. people are killed in cars. We ride in them every day mm-hmm. and we hope we're not one of the, the people. Well, and then you uh, go airplanes to- have crashed. Ships have sunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, look, you, you can't even stay in your house. Houses burned down. Yeah, that, that's an acceptable risk. We've decided we will try to live in a house and, and not catch it on fire. We try to do that. People break into houses. People take things. Yeah. People put people can grab you as you go anywhere you go. Uh, our dad, I remember, tells the famous story about walking into a bus station that somebody was robbing at the time he walked in. He didn't think that was going to happen that day, and he got out of it. But you know, and but that you, you don't, you just don't know. It's just like you take the cars because everybody says, "Well, you can't do that because we can't live without cars." Well, okay, but you know, what we could do. We really could do this. We could say, "I tell you what, we're cutting these deaths way down. Speed limit ten miles an hour." Yeah, it's, Walter it's, Williams talked. Yeah, about he that. said that, that we could go to ten miles an hour, and I thought when he said that, and everybody go, "Well, it just takes too long to get anywhere." We'd say, "Well, it'd save lives." And, and, mm-hmm. and Rick, think <laughs> about this too. Let's just—I mean, you can play this game out as as far as you want to. What if we found out that power lines uh, over our houses, over our neighborhoods, uh, along the highway, causes cancer? Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to shut off the electricity. What we would do is try to move away from them. We would have, you know, try to shield it from people. I mean, they haven't done that, but I'm just using that as a hypothetical. Uh, we got to have electricity. We're not going to have a society without mm-hmm. it now, I don't right. think. Right. So we would just have an acceptable loss. We would say, look, some people are going to get it, but it's worth the, the risk of what we're doing. And I know that sounds cold and callous, but that, that we all do it every day. Guys, we're doing it. We're doing it right now with the aid that we're sending the people who we put in this situation. You know what we're doing? We're printing money. Mm-hmm. And you think that's not a risk long term to devalue the currency and to and to send our economy into a problem? Yeah, you know what we did. We're trying to save the economy by putting the economy at risk. I mean, it, it's it's just um, you say, well, it's not. Yeah, but we what we said we were willing to devalue the currency because we want to get uh, this this paper that you know that you can use to get goods with to people who aren't getting that paper. And the reason why they're not getting it is the same people that are printing it are the people who put them in that situation to begin with. So there's a risk there. There's a risk to the future of our economy. There's a risk to the value of our currency. See, we're thinking too much. You better get us back outside right. doing stuff. We're way overanalyzing and overthinking this. <laughs> do the best you can do. Get your mask. Get your gloves. Try to stay apart. Wash your hands and get out there and let's work. That, that, it, it's time. Matter of fact, I think that time has passed. This is something we could have done for maybe two weeks. Anything beyond two weeks, it has been the, – the damage is just – it's too strong to, to the other part of our society that is at a higher risk than you are from dying from COVID-19. You know, if you want to say I just don't like having viruses and I don't want to get sick, I got you. Nobody does. I'm not a big yeah. fan of a virus. Nope. But, but, nope. but the odds of it killing you, if you're not in the risk category, is almost none. Rick, you take Almost a risk every, every time you take a pill. 
Yeah. And it could be aspirin or it could be the latest cancer drug or heart drug. You, you don't know the side effects and you don't know the day that it may, uh, that you may react to it adversely, but <laughs> it's a risk that we deem worthy to take. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you get in the medical field and they go, now here's a statin drug. I had my, my doctor said it to me. Do these things have side effects? Yes. At your age, the, the thing it's helping you with will kill you quicker than the side effect. Now, if you right. start taking it younger, the side effects might have been worse than the actual problem. Yeah, so we take, do, you're playing the odds. We do this the all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. All right, so uh, we're working our way back. 866, we be big to our number. Uh, I'm looking at, um, you know, I know our state's trying to figure it out. We're looking at some numbers right now, and um, they were showing the current numbers of uh, hospitals in the Birmingham, Alabama area in Alabama that are currently caring for COVID 19 cases, and uh, UAB's got 34. And they were showing another hospital had 54 and then 55. We're not talking about huge numbers. And I had somebody send me something on the flu numbers. And if you notice, the CDC, uh, the numbers they're putting out, they don't specify what they're talking about, COVID or, or a different kind of flu. And the one that they're sending out now only goes through April the 4th. But uh, it, it's weird. It says you and Bubba were asking what happened to the flu this year. Per the following link at the CDC, nothing, except it's not getting uh, the hype that COVID's getting, meaning it still came through. CDC estimates that from October 1 to 2019 through April 4th, 2020, that is the flu season, uh, is that uh, they have 39,000 to, to 56,000 flu illnesses. 18,000 to 26,000 medical visits, 410 to 740,000 flu hospitalizations, and 24,000 to 62,000, they estimate, flu deaths. So they're not specifying on the CDC page, you know, what's what. I mean, what does that mean? I mean, because they're going all the way back to October and uh, just listing their normal list of flu illnesses, Flu medical visits, flu hospitalizations, and flu deaths, it doesn't really break it down. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, is that all lumped together? Is that Are these numbers we're looking at, should they really be called flu numbers, not just COVID-19 numbers? Um, because we do know that there's been some pressure, you know, to uh, because of the way billing is done. And I'm telling you, not just billing. Guys, y'all know as well as I do, we've shut the whole economy down for six doggone weeks and things are turning upside down economically. If you're the person in the group who did this, you can't have the COVID numbers come out equal or less to a normal flu season. You can't let the, if that happens, you know, you're going to hear about it. So well, I don't, I don't it, think it will, but uh, you, yeah, you, you obviously that would be that would be bad news for the people who shut it down. I would just say there's a lot of motivation for that COVID death number to be high, mm-hmm. a lot of motivation in many different places, and for there to be a, an incredible number of COVID cases. I mean, there's all kinds. Of, Greg, you've taught this, Bubba. You've taught this. Follow the money. 
follow the, the nothing really ever is as it seems, especially once politics and money get involved. And both are in play right now. So I don't think you can really – I mean, the thing that they don't like, too, is now we're finding all these people who had it that we didn't know had it, hmm. and we don't even know when they got it, and we don't even know whether they got it during social distancing. They might have. Now, it's convenient in California and New York. They claim anybody that they've tested that has the antibodies that that person didn't do what they were told by the city government or, hmm. the, or by the state government. Now, that's awful convenient. Now, how do we know that? <laughs> Well, it looks like we had some people get it even during social distancing. Nope, nope, those people didn't do it. We talk, Mitig- hey, mitigate. <laughs> Mitigating saved the world. And we all know it did. Hey, but what about these 300,000 people in California that that were that got it during the social distancing? They must not have done what the, what the, what the perfect government said. They didn't follow our instructions. Did we ask them that? No, we just, we just know that. If they didn't do what we said, then that's how they got it. Because you did what we said, you wouldn't get it. Let me ask you this. Mitigation! <laughs> I think, you know, it's just... Uh, if if that is true, if that is true, is it possible that it didn't even come from China? You know, you can go all kinds of places with it. I mean, it's... Um, Do what now? Meaning, if, if people just... What if, if, that what, what if it just had came? it and they, it, it appeared... What if it's been around since November? Much, much earlier than we thought they had it. Is it possible it didn't even come from China? I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Well, here's what I, I we still know. I think it did, but I'm well, just saying, well, here's is what, that even a possibility? Here's what we know. We have the population issue in our bigger cities, but we have bigger cities, not as big as New York, but big cities that haven't had the same problem. You found, you know, California got theirs under control, credit to them. And you know, if you don't, if you if you don't want to give them credit, don't worry. The the governor and the mayor want you to give them credit. But the uh, you know, but they also say these are places that people travel to from all over the world. That's mm-hmm. mainly where we bring them in. I'm surprised Atlanta isn't worse off. I mean, you know, is, is it? Yeah, I don't even hear anybody talk about Atlanta. Uh, and you know, that's that's the the busiest airport we have in the whole country. Is anybody? I'm not saying Atlanta's not bad. I'm just not hearing about it. It may be bad. Yeah. Uh, are you hearing about it, Greg? I, I haven't heard about it. I mean, your son it, lives there. Yeah, like you said, I, I mean, they have cases, obviously, and uh, but you're right, it's not getting the press that everybody in yeah. Nashville the same way. I haven't heard a lot about Nashville. I mean, I know they have them. Totally, well, Rick, play, he, totally playing devil's advocate, but what Bubba's saying is if, we're, if we think now we've had people who've had it since November, now you're getting close to the regular flu season. It starts in October and it ends, it ends at the end of April. So yeah, don't don't start saying we're starting a no, different theory. We're no, no, no. only no. asking questions. The questions should not be dangerous. Okay, they're they're just that. They're just questions. So Rick, let me ask you this too. You mentioned Hartsville uh, International in Atlanta. Is it the busiest airport? I know it's the busiest, like planes taking off and leaving. But is it the busiest far as international travel? I don't or know. Is Kennedy in New York. You know, or, I, uh, O'Hare have that one. I, I don't know. I just remember that, that when that would be very interesting yeah. to track, and I'm sure that data will be available at some point to track how it spread from international airports yeah, yeah, versus yeah. just big cities. Now that that's a great point. I just remember them saying, "Remember, because I remember us talking about that Atlanta had passed Chicago's O'Hare as the busiest oh, yeah. airport." Right. But you're right. Internationally, it may not be. Uh, New York and, uh, and Chicago still may be ahead of it, especially New York uh, on the international side. But it's just odd that a city as big as Atlanta and an airport as busy as Atlanta, you don't hear much talk about Atlanta. 
Um, and you see Georgia, they started back bolder than yeah, they were first out of the gate. They're bolder than Texas, with Atlanta sitting right there in the middle of it. So I don't know. Now the Atlanta mayor did push back. She was she was she didn't want to go what the state was doing. She right. said they needed to wait, and, and maybe they do because it is more populated there. But you know, I think I think the governor's saying, why why am I pu- punishing Tifton over Atlanta? You know, and and so and that's one thing we needed. We should have done as a country. There wasn't any. There wasn't any reason for us to punish Montana, Montana, Idaho, and South Dakota. You know, like we did the rest of the country. It was stupid. The country's too big for that. One thing we did, we did see this absolutely clear. Density played a huge role in the infection uh, factor. I mean, New York was worse than Boston, and Boston was worse than the. Right on down the line. So having people in a close gathering area definitely was a negative. Well, here's the thing, though, that not, that we don't want to talk about. Well, every flu season, when you have people in yeah. in dense areas, they all pass it around with each other yeah. more than other areas. Every single flu. And what we found out is this flu may or may not be more contagious. We think it was, but it hasn't proven to be more deadly. And and that's that's where the that's that awkward thing in the room. And I got no problem, let me say again, on what we did in the beginning because we were getting terrifying news, terrifying. But I think we've let it go on too long. I think we have the data on, on the death rate and how deadly it is and who it's deadly for. And we can function as a, an economy by protecting those that it is deadly for and by protecting ourselves and each other with some common distancing and mask and all this, and I'm, I'm not a big person on wearing a mask all the time, but if I want to go out to, uh, I'm, you know what I'm being told right now when I go to the grocery store? Put your mask on. You know what I do? I do. So I can't be told to put my mask on to go to a restaurant. I can't be told to put my mask on to go get my hair cut. I can't be told to put my mask on to go to the, you know, if you're a woman, want to go to the nail salon, they've already got mask on. They, they wear a mask every day. Um, so it, this arbitrary thing we did to the economy was the wrong thing to do, and it needs to stop. It is harder to eat with a mask on. I'll say that it it's is. Tough. It is. You know, you got to really be good with a spoon. Bubba, guess what I'm starting, and they say it's working tremendously. The mask diet. <laughs> hey, Chubbs, put my mask on and try to eat. Good luck to you. Uh, you need you, a little you, flap in there you can pull up. Yeah. Uh, looks like JFK is leading the way on international flights in the right. U.S. Toronto in North America, it says Toronto primarily is is has the top spot of major airports, but um, JFK International Airport was next. So, And we also, Bubba, you know about this? Something else we got to look into. <laughs> Here's something else we got to look into. What did North Korea do? They hadn't had one case. I know it. Maybe <laughs> we need to copy that. <laughs> How about this? What's, what do you think? They, what do you they, think re- they may have had one case, and we ain't seen him. I know. What do you think? Do you think that's what happened to Ung? Do you think Ung's got it? I don't know. Yeah. Very strange. Is he dead as a wedge? Is he brain dead? Does he? Is he isolated with coronavirus? What's going on with Ung? We, we don't know. You know why we don't know? Because they're a communist country, and they ain't going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. We'll take your phone calls next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866, we be bigs our number. Here we go. Long distance, directly assistance. Phone time. Look at old Stretch. Stretch Armstrong's going to get in there and grab those for you, and we'll talk to you. Hey, joinhoney.com slash Bubba. I mean, a lot of us were already shopping online because it just 
it's just pretty convenient. It, it works pretty well, but boy, are we doing it now because, uh, you know, some of the retail places are finally starting to slow open, but for a while there, if you wanted something, you had to order it online and get it shipped to the house. And a lot of us have learned how to do that, but have you learned how to save money while doing it? Hmm. Join honey.com slash Bubba, uh, extend a little, little browser extension here. It is free. And what happens is when you, you know, and it takes just seconds to get it set up and ready to go. When you use joinhoney.com slash Bubba, you'll get to the end, whatever purchase, and it works on all the major online stores, okay? Uh, the biggies at Walmart and Target and, and, and Home Depot and Macy's and, and many others. You, so when you get to checkout, if you've got the joinhoney.com, you look, look over there on the side before you check out. You know what's going to say? Apply coupons. Click on that, and then Honey starts to scan the database is all over the World Wide Web, Greg, and then we'll find a, uh, a savings coupon if it exists for what you're purchasing. They'll apply it, and, let, and then it's, you save just like that. Ain't nothing to it. Uh, joinhoney.com. Not having it is throwing money in the toilet. It's backed by PayPal, by the way, so it is secure. Uh, also, there's a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Let's go to Adam in Coleman, Alabama. Adam, you have 30 seconds unless you get a timeout. Go ahead. Yeah, my... In November, uh, during the week of Thanksgiving, they told my wife she'd throw a clot in her lungs and all this, but then they finally came out and said they couldn't figure it out, and then they came out with pneumonia. She spent the whole week in the hospital. Everybody in Jasper, where I work, it was like the biggest outbreak of pneumonia I've ever seen, and I didn't think pneumonia was actually contagious, but the doctor actually told her so. We didn't know how to test for it then, but you had corona in November. Oh, really? He said, but I can't just prove it. And we just went last week, and that's what he told her. So she had, put in quotations, pneumonia-type uh, symptoms. Other people started getting pneumonia-type symptoms that were in and around her. They couldn't figure out what it was. Nothing was coming up positive. Now she's gone back to the doctor, and they, I guess, will test her for the antibodies. They think she had it in November, as did these other people. We had a call during the kickoff hour. Uh, was it from Southern Indiana, guys? I think it was. Uh, yeah. Guy said it was back in December, I think. Uh, he was pretty sick um, and uh, and then had the antibody test, and he had had it. To, uh, so I, I got that right, well, I think, right? You know what he said, Greg? I think, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if we were having it in November, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe China had it then too, and yeah, we didn't know about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Bottom line know. is, though, it seems like this might have tracked through more of our flu season than we think. Well, we do know this. There were several people, and they're documented, and we've had an email or even mm. uh, bring it up today, who went to Wuhan on business, and when they came back, they they were deathly ill, mm-hmm. and they think they had it then, and that was in November, early December. So, if people had it in America in December, and, and it's as contagious as they say. Mm-hmm. So we got through all the Christmas shopping oh, yeah. and, and packed malls and mm-hmm. and all that and got out of that mm-hmm. without seeing any major numbers. Mm-hmm. Or the major numbers came up from yeah. all that. Everybody did pass it around, but it, it was but, but still in early January we didn't have the numbers in America. Right. Yeah. But what what, what, what well was, it would take time for it to mm-hmm. to spread wide enough to really show up mm-hmm. like that. And then again, a lot of people wasn't affected by it. They mm-hmm. you know they thought it was like That's this true. other person. 80%. But boy, when it got in the nursing homes and yeah. some of the older communities, yeah. it, it started wreaking havoc. So the proper question is, was this just another really bad flu that came through during our flu season like we always have? It may be some of the things we did to the economy were not necessary 
we would have just rolled on through it anyway. And, and I think I think what scared them, Rick, more than anything, was the uh, was the the curve, how quick it it just shot off the chart. I yeah. mean, and it was different yeah. from our normal flu. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, but let's go back to this. Did we fall victim to the trick? Is everything that happened, including the guy screaming in the in, in into the camera, we got a problem, we got a problem, it's coming, this gets worse than we're saying. <clears throat> the disappearance of all this was that designed to destroy the economy? here in america i I don't know i let me tell you where i am Mm -hmm. right now in all this and Mm -hmm. the conspiracy things aside i think it came out of that lab in wuhan i don't know if it was accidental or malicious but i think it came out of there i think it spread i think china did not inform everybody because they were trying to save face and i think that it uh it spread and got loose i don't think the liberals uh or the anti-trump people did it to wreck the economy, no. but I think now that it's here and has happened, yep. they're trying to use it to be sure that as much blame goes on Trump as possible. You talking about what, like just like one of the MSNBC anchors said, right the, out loud. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing good about this is it may it may destroy Trump. Yeah, I think she used the term "silver lining." To yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. that's always uncomfortable when people yep, say things out loud. <laughs> yeah, I think, and you know, I you know how much medical you know how much medical background I have. But the, the data to me looks like I think we had a really, really highly contagious flu that came from China that hit our country probably much earlier than we thought it did. Still from China, but much yep. earlier than we thought, and that we roared through it and probably would have gotten through with a lot of people with it, 80% of the people not having any major symptoms, other people really, really sick, and then the same uh, uh, people in percentage-wise that die of every flu season would have also died of this. Yeah, that, I, I those think are I, our theories right now. And mine's subject to change as yeah. things become available, but that's where I am today. Uh, let's go to Joe in East Dublin. Joe, go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, good morning, y'all. Uh, i got a problem with the food bank. Okay. Uh, people by the thousands are lining up to get food. What about the people who's in line that already have food stamps? The government says I should live on fifty-one dollars a month in food stamps. So you're saying if you're getting food stamps and the food stamps didn't stop, what are you doing in another line? You should have food stamps to get food anyway. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I don't know about the numbers on it, sir. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think the the plan for from the government on any of it is to completely, uh, you know, feed you. It may be to help out. Yeah, I, I think what he's saying is, aren't the food lines designed for people who don't get food stamps that thought they had an income, and the government took their income and their business away from them? Well, so they have the they line. have no recourse. Yeah, you saw the lines. I don't think anybody went out there to the food line that thought, you know, my refrigerator's full. I'll just go kill an afternoon. I mean, I don't think that. <laughs> right. Maybe there was some there, but I, I think legitimately they were concerned about food, I think. Right. Next thing you'll tell me is some businesses have taken the money they didn't need it either. Oh, wait a minute. That did happen. Well, yeah, right. well, that will happen. Right. Yeah. Think about the hassle. To oh, I know. stay in no, line yeah, for yeah. hours to, to yeah. get a TV tray no, or something. No. I mean, yeah. I don't know that that's yeah. worth Bubba, I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't get in that line if I was starving. Rick, you don't know that. I mean, they could have. I'd be in the woods. I'd be in the woods. I'd be in the woods. And ice cream. I don't know if I'd stay in line. No, but you know how I can't don't like to stand in lines. I'd be in the woods. I'd be killing animals, and that's what I'd. Well, that's the good news. If you're a hunter and you straight up freezer, you're all right. I ain't. I ain't getting that line. That line's too long. I'm. I'm killing an animal.
You know what? This may be the boost that hunting needed right here. Right. You know, we've had declining sure. numbers. You may see it go back up. <laughs> right. Hey, Daddy, are you going to go sit in that three-hour line? No, nah, baby, I'm about to go out here and shoot some. <laughs> yeah. We're going to eat tonight, though. Don't worry about that. But Daddy ain't getting that line. <laughs> I'm just right. I mean, I got other options. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.